What's up, guys? Nolan Ruth back here again. It's good to be back, and you notice quiet intro. Yeah, it sucks. Quiet intro. We got the new equipment, got the microphones. We haven't figured out a way yet to get the music working, but I got good news, guys. The three amigos are back. You know it. All right, wait. Seth, you're sorry. Off. Seth. Come on. Sorry. Seth. sorry. Okay, we are all back here. Okay, take take two. Take two, three, two, one. I got good news for you guys. The three amigos are back. Woo! Yay! Say something. I'm so Man, sorry. Suck. What, I'm what so am I sorry. supposed to do? Do you want me to like do a like backflip or like you I'm, know? I'm sorry. I went two for two on ruining this. You, you guys like just don't care that we're back. <laughs> I'm happy. I might as well unhook so everything. And go home. <laughs> it's good. Oh, uh, anyways, yeah. As you can tell, I'm excited that we have new equipment. Everything's going well. We're recording off the new blue microphone. Thank you to Blake Archibald for that. Um, but no intro music right now. We're trying to find out a way to figure that out. But Nolan, take it away. So it is Sunday, March 12th. I'm sorry, May 12th. I had to cut my Today in History thing because uh, instead I'm thinking of like a new era here. And we'll get into that later in the show, why it's a new era. But we are going through a lot of transitions right now. Obviously, the new equipment, the mic that I used a uh, couple times, I went solo, right? Yes. Um, I got a new laptop for Christmas. Absolutely. So I've had that for good. a few months. We, we've noticed that. But uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're making, we're, we're trying to make room for, uh, for new transitions. And so at the moment, I'm leaving it up to anybody else to try to find a good bit for me, right? But there's one bit that has that still hasn't gone away. The man sitting on my left is real Blake oh, T. Yes. Martin T for Touchable. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I got to give credit to Mike <laughs> Ruth for that one. Again, oh, we'll explain later. That was not good. <laughs> the man on my good. right is founding father, Mr. William Seth Moorhead. Blake and Seth have swapped seats for this one. Yep. Uh, Since we'll, we'll get into the show. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it later on. There's a lot of stuff we're keeping towards the end of the show. But there is quite a bit of a reason uh, for the switch up. But let's get into it. Uh, we got the show rundown, looking at what we're talking about today. We have a lot to talk about because it has been a long time. It's been over a month since we last came on the airways, uh, and that was literally just me. Yeah. Um, so we've got we got to catch up on the NHL. We got to uh, catch up on a little bit of MLB. <coughs> we're a quarter of the way through the se- through the season now. Mm-hmm. We've got to kind of do one of those, uh, you know, quarter of the year checkups real quick. Yeah. Um, got to got to catch up on the NBA playoffs. Um, gonna do a little bit of NFL offseason checkup. Rookies have yep. been reporting to minicamp. Exactly. And then uh, there's a little bit of soccer we can talk, and there there are quite a few things we could talk about soccer-wise. And then uh for the last segment, right before the return of Martin's Minute, we got we will talk to you about the company transitions and everything that's coming up. But for right now, it is a sad, sad time in the city of Dallas. Yeah. Because it looks like we might finally get a sports team that could bring home a trophy. Yeah, so on. And we to, run into St. Yeah, Louis. We ran into St. Louis again. Again. Um, so on Tuesday, uh, right before my last final, I decided to take a break with a buddy, uh, Mason Pruitt. You'll hear a lot more about Mason in uh, just a little while. But Nolan invited us up to, um, to Buffalo Wild Wings and Weatherford about a uh, 50 minute drive and we met Nolan and Seth there to watch uh, game seven of the stars versus the blues in the NHL playoffs. So if they would have won, it would have gone to the conference uh, championship conference, conference finals, but 
didn't quite go our way in uh, double overtime. The Stars lose. So, Nolan, you would have a lot to talk about this. Uh, you're obviously the main hockey guy, so go. Yeah, ahead. and look, I, I got it. my hats off to, to Ben Bishop. I mean, first of all, let me tell a little background. So, game six, I'm at Pluckers at Grapevine, and Seth drives up to meet me, my dad, my sisters, my stepmom, all of us, and he watches the game with us. We lose game six. Blake calls me and says, "Do you want to go watch the game seven in Weatherford?" I say, "Sure." I meet him and him and Mason out there on a whim. I just call Seth and say, "Hey, dude, we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you want to come watch the Stars with us?" He comes to watch Stars with us. Only two times in my life have I ever watched a Stars game with this man sitting to my right. And both times we lost. It was both times in the playoffs to St. Louis. I'm never, ever watching a Stars game with this man again. Yep. And all no honest, in all honesty, though, both of us are kind of bad luck charms. Because last time we went to a game, which the, the only time I went to a hockey game with you, Nolan, before this was the Allen All-Americans, yep. and they lost as well to the Idaho Steelheads. In overtime. So, in overtime. So we just <laughs> both of us with you in hockey does not equal a good mix. No, no, it really does not. But, uh, you know, you, you look at this, and one thing that, that, again, we didn't get to talk about on the show is that every single number one seed went down in the first round. Yeah. Every single one, every wild card team broke through to the second round. And that's something that I don't think I've ever seen before. The chances of that are very low. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I mean, just looking at it, uh, I mean, that was impressive. The shocking one, though, was the Tampa Bay Lightning, Went who down. won the President's yeah. Trophy. They lost. They got swept yeah. by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes. By the way, that is history. That is uh, history. No yeah. President's Trophy winner has ever not won a playoff game until now, thanks to the Tampa Bay Chokers. Then, All right. You, I, you know, Seth, I really, yeah. I really missed you calling just everybody who loses chokers. I missed that. It doesn't rhyme. That's one of the problems. You have to come up with a cool nickname. It's like, uh, like that, that was very well. Not, I, if not that wasn't a choke, like for, like for, was. I mean, was like, for choke, like for the but... Winnipeg Jets who went into their to their series as St. Louis as the favorites. Yeah, they weren't Winnipeg in that series. They were Lusapeg. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, that that's good. what you got to do. That's, yeah, Seth, pick it up. Jeez, sorry. <laughs> so. That was the that was the biggest shocker was every single wild card team winning at that point, all eight teams remaining in that second round were thinking to themselves we got a chance to win this thing yeah and unfortunately the ones who really got their dreams smeared all over the wall and that one was the New York Islanders who then got swept by uh, Carolina it's like, it's like they went to Barclays Center and lost mm-hmm. all their mojo both of us have been talking about how we don't want the Hurricanes to win but that was. Really, I mean, looking at New York, I kept up with hockey towards the end of the season. That was really a surprise. By far, still not as big as Tampa Bay, but still, that's sort of a surprise. To me, I thought that, I mean, in all honesty, looking at how the Stars had played before, uh, the only person who really produced in those last two games was Ben Bishop. That oh, yeah. Well, and Zuccarello. He, well, yeah. Matt, Matt Zuccarello, who, by the way, still was playing with an arm injury. His arm, his broken arm was not completely healed. And Rope Hintz, the, the rookie who had a great series uh, early on in that series, was playing with a broken foot in Game 7. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, oh, but you're, I mean, you're right. The offensive production was absolutely terrible in Game 6 and 7 for the Stars. Yeah. Ben Bishop, Look, Ben Bishop played like Jim Craig, and mm-hmm. that's saying something because, you know, go back to, that, to 1980 and look at the way Jim Craig faced those Soviets and Ben Bishop. I mean, he looked like Jim Craig that night. 
You know what we figured out is that Jim <coughs> Craig had a Twitter when you put it. I had no idea that he was on Twitter. Really? No. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Same. Hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Again, just more more sports knowledge I have that you don't. So, uh, looking at uh, what else is going on here, obviously Carolina pushed through. They beat the, they swept the Islanders in the in the second round. Uh, the Boston Bruins had a well fought battle with the Columbus Blue Jackets, who obviously ended up sweeping the Presidents Cup winners. Yeah. Um, and Boston, uh, after today, has a two zero lead in that series. They defeated Carolina six to two earlier today, scoring two goals in each of uh, the three periods, um, and then. That will uh, send us into tomorrow, uh, game two at 8 o'clock with St. Louis and San Jose. San Jose leads that series 1-0 after winning 6-3 to three, uh, just last night. In all honesty, at this point, I, I really am sort of rooting for Boston. I, I know that sounds like really bandwagoning. You have your ties, though. But I, I Boston is like probably my third, fourth favorite sports city. So it's just kind of like, you know, if if – Let's say Dallas. I, I used to like Houston. I'll root for the Texans, really not the Astros anymore. But and then I like the Dodgers and the Cubs uh, for baseball. But Boston's kind of that backup sports uh, city that I really enjoy. That you've uh, mentioned on the show that, that if you had to leave times, Dallas, yeah, you'd go to Boston. I'd go to Boston. But I, I hope that they, I, especially against Carolina. We already had talked about this with the AAF and, you know, just. You yeah, know. I, th- I think we all unanimously hate Carolina the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I hope Boston sweeps them. Um, it, it, you know, if I'm if I'm having to go ahead and talk like this, like Blake is, I'm going to go ahead and say that really the only team I, I have left to root for is San Jose. And the only reason I do that is just this weird twisted thing that happened way before I was born. Yeah. Um, which, Blake, you were asking me about earlier. So here's why any Dallas Stars fan. Um, who's still bitter about the St. Louis loss, needs to root for San Jose. Even though I hate San Jose, they, in a way, are like the stepbrother of the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Here's how. Way, way back in the day, there was a team called the Oakland Seals, or the California Golden Seals. They changed their name several times without actually relocating. The, the team starts to fail. And their ownership team, which I think was uh, it was two brothers that owned the team, they move them to Cleveland. After one year in Cleveland, not even one year in Cleveland, they're starting to fail again. Just the city of Cleveland just doesn't get behind them. So the league decides to merge two failing franchises, that one and the Minnesota North Stars. Yeah. Those two merge, stay in Minnesota. Both ownership groups own 50-50. They, you know, they're making uh, decisions by themselves mm-hmm. somewhere way down the road. NHL allows the the other half of that ownership group to go back to San Jose, to the Bay Area, to start a team. And the North Stars obviously move south to Dallas. So in a way, yeah. in a twisted kind of way, we both that, we both hail from the same franchise. That's actually really neat. I never knew that. Before. Yeah. That, and yeah. And I so and so I don't like the Sharks. I I have no reason to ever root for anybody from the Bay Area. Except this one, <coughs> and, and this time I would agree. So uh, as as hey, a, desperate times call for desperate measures. That's true. As a <laughs> true, mean, as a true Stars fan, I'm pulling for the show. There's no reason why I would have uh, rooted for the Patriots this past year if it wasn't for how the Rams kind of just uh, cheated and got well, not cheated, but got a like really stupid call and then got into the Super Bowl because they jipped New Orleans. But same thing here. 
Real quick, can we can as much as this pains me to talk about this? Can we talk about how good Jordan Bennington was? He's a rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is his first year in the, in, the, in the National Hockey League, and he just shuts down this Stars offense. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'll put it like this: the Stars, uh, just those past two games, had no offensive pressure. They had none, almost. It, it seemed like. When it came to getting into the blue with the Blues, you know they had multiple times when they could have taken shots. They barely missed it by just an inch. I don't remember who it was, but he almost wrapped it around and got it in the goal. It was Jamie now, ben. ben. It was Ben had like it was three ben. good chances. Yeah, it was three Jamie Ben. Okay, I didn't know if it was good ben, chances but. where he was isolated with Jordan Bennington and ended up, you know, either having the shot blocked or not being able to pull it off. But I mean, like. You got to give it to them. They they really had a very good. They put a lot of pressure when the stars were down by their goal, and just I mean, in all honesty. Uh, but as you were saying, it, it's it's impressive that somebody who's first year in the league, how they would do that well in a, such a high pressure situation as that. Because usually people who are you know first year playoffs, you know, will fold, maybe not do as well. But he looked like he'd been playing for years, and he'd been put in that situation multiple oh, yeah. times before. Oh, yeah. So moving on, we're a quarter of the way through the baseball season now, and we've got a couple of finals from today, actually. And the Rangers got completely whooped by the Astros. So let me tell you, so let me tell you this. Our, our former intern, Keaton Zimmerman, was at lunch with me today at Chili's while this game was on, and he said jokingly to my sister – uh, when the Astros already had 10 runs on the board. He said, if the Astros score 15, I'm buying drinks for everybody in this place. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They scored five runs, seven batters later. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I'm like, Keaton, 15. He's like, oh, crap. The final score ends up being 15 to 5. Looking at the other final scores for today, the Red Sox defeated the Mariners 11 to 2. Orioles defeat the Angels 5-1 to one to get them out of a losing slump. The White Sox beat the Blue Jays 5-1. Yankees defeat the uh, AL East leading Rays 7-1. to one. Uh, Marlins and Mets has been postponed, was canceled today. The Detroit Tigers defeated the Minnesota Twins 5-3. The Pirates defeated the Cardinals 10-6. The Phillies defeated the mediocre Kansas City Royals 6-1. Mediocre? They're horrible. Well, they're, they're like 500 right now. They're, no, they're 340. Uh, Kansas City is 341 right now. They're, He's right. They're sitting at 14 12, and 27. No, they're 12 games 12 back games and first right. of the Twins, and they've uh, lost three out of their last 10. And as of today, the Rangers are last place in the AL West. So, I mean, that's not good. Giants defeat the Reds 6 to 5. Indians defeat the A's 5 3. Braves defeat the Diamondbacks 5 to 3. And the Dodgers uh, shut out the Nationals. Six to one, and this just in: the Cubs are now up one nothing on the Milwaukee Brewers in the top of the third. <coughs> uh, ra- rather amusingly, uh, the San Diego Padres changed their Twitter handle for today, and some random guy on Twitter stole it. Oh gosh! So, uh, okay, so so now they're SD underscore Padres. So they're not just <laughs> at Padres anymore. Okay, uh, so <laughs> a few things that we need to address is: if you're the Rangers at this point, you're last in the AL West. What are you going to do? Okay, you don't have any pitching. Your batting has gone downhill. Earlier in the season, you had a few people. I mean, Elvis Andrews was above 500. I mean, uh, Gallo doesn't produce that much. He's hitting like a buck 50, I they, think, right now. They just moved down to Lino DeShields to AAA. Yeah. I mean, 
the Rangers organization right now is kind of in a pickle when it comes to it because you know you don't have a lot of pitching right now. You really don't. That was the main that was the main issue going into the season. Is you didn't have a strong bullpen. You figured that uh, your bats would produce some, but for the most part, you haven't had a lot of that recently. You, you've seen there. I mean, just for today, I mean, five runs isn't bad, but you're letting out 15 runs. That's just typical Rangers baseball. Mm-hmm. You look back to you know just uh, besides the early 2010s when they went to those World Series, the Rangers would always go like the score would be they score eight runs but they'd lose because the other team scored 13 runs so they've never had that strong of a bullpen and that's a big problem I think that goes back on John Daniels I've mentioned him many a time on the show as being an issue here but I mean I don't know what you're going to do obviously the Astros I think are going to be king of the AOS for a long time um but what's really surprised me is the Mariners have kind of fallen off I mean granted it's earlier in the season uh, they kind of were in a slump. Obviously, the Red Sox beat them today. But uh, the Angels are starting to come up. And at the same time, look, there's a lot of baseball to be played. But they don't expect a lot out of the Rangers. I mean, there's, I mean, we're still a while away from the All-Star break in July. But, I mean, unless, unless there's some miraculous turnaround over the next few months and then into the postseason, the Rangers are done. So at this point, I want to get y'all's take. I, I tell you what, though, man, the the, the Tampa Bay Rays, the, the Yankees and Red Sox are quickly gaining on them yeah. because this is a Rays team that nobody that I, I did say be watch out for this Rays team. I told yeah. I told y'all, yeah, you watch did. out for this Rays team. They get off to a I very was, hot start. I was actually watching that game today on uh, MLB Network, and then the power went out in the trop. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's sad. Worst ballpark ever. But uh, the Rays are five for five in their last ten. Uh, yeah, five and five in their last ten games. Yeah. Yankees are seven and three. Red Sox are eight and two. Yeah, you can't stay on top of a, of a division when that's happening. Yeah, I mean that. I'm not talking about that necessarily. There are a lot of competitive races right now. Your Dodgers are obviously on top. Uh, I don't see anything. The thing that surprised me uh, is the Padres. I haven't been paying that much uh, to the Padres. Has that been a lot of Manny Machado or? Is um. Just- well, the funny thing is, they're not even near as good as anybody expected them to be. Um, you know they got Ian Kinsler from free agency after he won that. the uh, after he won the his ring with the Red Sox, mm-hmm. and then obviously they get Manny Machado. You know, and they're they're tied for second with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, you know who don't even have Paul Goldschmidt anymore. I mean, you know they've lost a lot of their good players, and yet the Diamondbacks are still right there on the top. This is just a National League West that just has not been the same, and I don't think will be the same for a very very long time to come. Yeah. Well, I mean. I would agree with that. Um, I personally, I hope the Dodgers win again. I want to see them win a World Series because they've been, you know, so close these past two years. It's been like the Rangers in the early two thousands. Um, but uh, uh, something that I'd like to see is the National League East. You have the Braves, which are only three game, who are only three games back from the Phillies. A lot of people, I mean, the Phillies are sort of the talk of the MLB right now because you know they picked up Bryce Harper in the off season uh, and. So far, it's not. It doesn't seem like he's been that big of a factor in their success. In all honesty, I mean, uh, what would you say about that? I'm sorry, I got way into this article, man. I I wasn't even listening. It's I got, okay. Don't I got to tell you because because I was looking for something to kind of rebound off what you were saying, and we can talk one news article real quick. Did you hear about Derek Holland? No, I didn't. And his fake injury. Seriously. So listen, listen to this. Uh, so Derek Holland, by the way, was a pitcher for the Rangers. He's, he's now with the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. 
So the Giants president said that the injury that sent Derek Holland to the injured list last month was legitimate, and he praised his competitive spirit the day after uh, Holland said he was sidelined with a fake injury. This is his exact quote. To be honest, I have no idea what they're doing. I don't mean that by Bochi and them. It's more the front office. They keep changing a lot of things. I did fake an injury. I'm not happy about that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever they ask me to. This is their response. Okay, this is this is the president's response oh boy. on the gray area right here on letting him actually play. He says, quote, the guy gets hit by a truck. He can't walk on the field. That's, I guess, an unequivocal injury. But there's a lot of gray area beyond that, unquote. That's That was his defense. Yeah, that, that was uh... – I think there's a reason. Man, the Giants are a sideshow. I think there's a reason San Francisco's not very successful. Last Last place. Yep. So, Man, I just love what a sideshow the Giants have become. No more of this even year crap, even though it's 2019. Yeah. Still, though, this is just great. That's what they get. That's what they get for beating us at one year in the World Series. We don't talk about that. No, the one we don't talk about is St. Louis. That's the one we don't talk about. Blake, I have no idea what you're about. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I should have just shut up. Anyways, no. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Blake. Okay, let's talk about the other thing, which I was talking about earlier before we got cut off. The Mets are now third place. Okay, yes, you hate the Mets. Yes. I'm partial to the Braves. And the Phillies are shutting both of them up. The Mets have surprised all of us. Yeah. The Braves, we knew were going to contend. And then the Phillies go out and get Bryce Harper and sign him to that ridiculously monster deal. And that's what I was talking about before you zoned out in your freaking article. I'm sorry. I saw Derek Holland. I read fake injury, and I laughed because I knew he was a giant. Oh. <laughs> uh, what was the point you made about I was just it? saying, like, it's just I, – I don't know how much – I mean, right now the, um, the Braves are only three games back behind um, <coughs> the Phillies right now. I was wondering how much of that do you think is Bryce Harper's doing of them being in first place? And do you think that the Braves are going to come up? Because I think the Braves have had a great had a great season last year. They have all the pieces in place. They have good pitching. And, Look, I mean, I, I just feel like they're going to do that. The Mets might get a wild card. I don't know. But I, I feel like right now the teams to be looking at from that division, I would say would be Atlanta before I would necessarily say the Phillies are going to go all the way right now. But there is Look, a possibility. One, one player does not make a great team. And Atlanta has been building for years and years, and they've been stacking up. They've got a good farm system now, yeah. so they've got that depth. And when, that, and when the roster expands in September or August, they're going to be able to bring some of those guys up, and they're going to be having more depth there. Yeah. And so they're going to be able to be rotating more guys in and not have guys getting tired, which I think will give them that late run and put them over the Phillies. But look, Bryce Harper is not the one making the Phillies great. Yeah. Okay. It takes it. You know, how well, many? How many? How many? In DC. Yeah, but but think about this, right? When he's out in the field, how many chances in the field does he actually get? Not very. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are in that field, unless you're the shortstop or third base. You're probably not going to see a lot of action. Yeah. I mean, you know, the oh, oh shoot, what was the game? Um, there was a game way way back way before the modern era. Granted, but. Um, some guy was playing shortstop, and he didn't get a single defensive chance at all. Wow. Did not a single one. That's impressive. Uh, man, I, I should look that up during the break, and we'll get back to you on that. But, yeah, we definitely got to get to a break. That was an NHL and MLB talk. 
Again, keep your eyes peeled for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we are a quarter way through the year. And Major League Baseball, it's about to get interesting, and we're about to be able to start talking All-Stars, hopefully. It's true. When we come back, we're going to touch up a little bit on the NBA, and we're going to talk about a little bit about the NFL offseason. And one team might find themselves in a little bit of money troubles next when we come back here on the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. Um, we just got done talking about NHL and MLB, and now we're going to transition over to the NBA final, uh, NBA playoffs. And then after that, we'll be talking a little bit about NFL, uh, how the rookies have been reporting and the mini camps that have been going on. So to start off, uh, we're right in the smack dab in the middle of the postseason for the NBA. Any takeaways, Noah? Well, a few tickets have already been punched to the conference finals. I know the Warriors have punched theirs, and there was actually some hope there. They won it 4-2, to but there was actually some hope there that Houston might actually catch them there and kind of compete. James Harden didn't have a spectacular series whatsoever. His elite defense faltered. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, yep, it faltered. Um, the series is currently tied uh, but uh, 3-3 between the – uh, Raptors and the 76ers, they're currently in game seven right now with 10-14 left in the third quarter. Gosh, it's a low score for the third quarter. The Raptors lead 46-41 to 41 at the moment. In all honesty, we, I really we will keep We will keep our eyes on that, and we'll let you know of any uh, upcoming things. <laughs> in all on. honesty, I love to see the 76ers do well. They have been the bottom of the league for the past five years uh, before this season. And, I mean, it would be really good to see them come back and do well for the city of Philadelphia, even though they probably burned their city down after they won. Also, that's true. That's true. Also, earlier today, uh, by the way, I want to build on that in just a second. Earlier today, the uh, Portland Trailblazers punched their ticket to the conference finals. They beat the Nuggets 196 today Mm. to win that series 4-3. That one went into the game seven. They will face the uh, Golden State Warriors, and Golden State has a home court advantage in that one. This has been the first time the – Trailblazers have made it to the conference final in a very long time, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a I while. can't remember them ever. It, this might be the first time, maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. Not so. 100% sure. So, so do the research. But I'm, I, I'll just put it like this. Anybody but Golden State at this point. I mean, it, it, the problem with it is, is Houston and Golden State seem to always face each other, and Golden State always comes up on top. It doesn't matter just over the past few years. It's always been like that. You know what? Uh, 2000. They made 2000. First time was 2000. Okay. It just seems like, you know what team that's really fallen off that you have not seen? The Spurs. The Spurs used to be, like in the 2000s, they were consistently good, even up to like 2013 when they won uh, another championship. I mean, they were consistently good, and now you don't hear anything about it. Now, granted, for a long time, you didn't hear about many other teams besides Golden State and the Cavaliers they, when LeBron was there. They, but, by the way, they took the Nuggets to seven games and lost 90 to 86 in game seven. Mm, the Spurs did. Yeah. So it was a good series. I mean, for sure, you don't hear about them as much as you would have if Tim Duncan and, uh, you know, Manu Ginobili and all of them were yeah. still around. But, um, you know, they're, they're still a good team nonetheless, still a obviously. Good team, but um, I want to build off real quick what you were saying about Philly. Uh, they would probably just destroy the city like they did yeah. in the Super Bowl if the 76ers were to win. Um, I say we let Philly keep winning, and then eventually there's just no more Philly. That's good. I agree with that. I, I 
Except for like Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, everything else can go. And then, and then you move the NFL and the MLB and the NHL all down to San Antonio, and there you hey, go. There that, you, go. you establish hey, your base right there. We figured out, a, we plan, figured out a way to do it. We're done. Up top. Yeah, baby. There you go. That's the last time you will ever hear us talk about sports in San Antonio. Wait, we'd have to but, rip AAF. But what you have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just is, crossed myself for anybody who didn't. Uh, but you guys can't that, see that. I, it's okay. Uh, but now it, the problem with it is, is the Spurs would still be there. So you'd have to do something with the 76ers. Put them in. I don't know. I don't think you do. You'd put two basketball They've never teams. been in. Okay, well, let, let's think. Where's a place that doesn't have basketball that probably needs it? El Paso. Like, <laughs> El Paso. There you right go. There. there we go. <laughs> Literally, uh, you put minimal thought into this. You know what? Send it. Seattle. Ship, yeah, ship their bus back to Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> ship their butts back to Seattle. Uh, I think it would be good. You know what? No, ship the Thunder back to Seattle and bring the 76ers to Oklahoma. Now, uh, I think I think the Thunder have kind of become their own deal. Like, everybody likes the Thunder. It's Oklahoma. It Nobody matter. cares. How can you Since say that? You're the OU fan. That's college football. That's college stuff is different. Yeah. Right. That, that's totally that, Dude, that is more of a, football, of a football state than it is a basketball state. That's true. The only reason that what? Seattle came down here was no, just it's because true. of the whole, you know, New Orleans needing a place to play thing. They played in Oklahoma City for a little bit. Which, by the way, I went back and looked, watched on YouTube about the Saints after the hurricane playing in the Alamo Dome. Yeah. That convinced me right there, San Antonio NFL. But, again, that's it. No that's more. the last We're word. Time. Last San time. Antonio is Last dead. time. The only time dead we will ever worry about San Antonio <laughs> sports is the Spurs. That's it. Yep. Unless another team. That was the last word. All right. What's next? I don't know. What, I, I'm lost. I kind of uh, lost back myself. Back to the NBA. Back, back to the NBA. So the Bucks have already punched their ticket. You, they they won the series 4-1 to over Boston. And can I just say this? as a You like Boston to some extent. Me, as a person who can't stand the city of Boston and their sports, yeah. I'm so glad that they're not going to have a Super Bowl, World Series, Stanley Cup, and an NBA championship all in the same year. Those hopes are dashed because the Celtics are done, but they can still get the Stanley Cup with the Bruins, and I am peeing on myself <laughs> hoping that they don't do that. I just want to say this. Boston sports fans, you people are the most spoiled human beings ever. You've this had goes, it too good for too long. This, this goes out to You are the new Pittsburgh. Yeah. I hate you. Well, even Pittsburgh didn't have as many like, championships all around as Boston had. Back to the basement. That's because they don't have basketball. Yeah. Back to the I mean, basement. Seriously. Boston. I mean, like, so long as the Patriots don't win, I'm okay. I don't care about, like, well. I, I will uh, say, however, though, the New England Revolution are dead last in the Eastern Conference yeah, in the go. MLS. Yeah. Take uh, that, Bob Kraft. <laughs> Who's the actual owner of that team, by the way? You, you can't get all all five. No, you, you can't get all why five. Why don't you go back to your Florida spa? Ah. Oh, Brother. Okay. Whoa. All right. Anyways, Mines. Whoa. Mines. Whoa. Uh, Let's uh, tap the brakes there a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about. No, let, no, no let, we're done. We're done with that let, topic. Let's not tap the brakes. Let's come to a full stop, put it in reverse, back up. Okay. What's your prediction for the finals? Who do you think is going to win? Well, I mean. I think it's Golden State. If we're putting our money on it, they have everybody in place still. They're hot right now. They just beat Houston, who's done pretty well this season. I'd have to put it on them. Maybe the Bucks. You're putting the onus on the Warriors. Maybe the Bucks. I've always wanted to say that, by the way. Um, 
The, yeah, the Bucks I think have the best. Ch- I mean, just the way they slaughtered Boston. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the Bucks have to have the best chance. Um, uh, as of right now, eight minutes left in the third. Raptors 50, 76ers 48. This is after the Raptors had an 11 point lead literally just minutes ago. So, um, 76ers are coming back and keeping this one close. Again, this is game seven. Yeah. So the winner of this game will play the Bucks. Um, I believe that series will start on Wednesday. Uh, no games tomorrow on Tuesday. The West will pick up with Portland um, at Golden State. Golden State has home court advantage for that one. Uh, that one tips off at 8 o'clock as well. I'm pretty sure most. That is central time, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure most of these games are going to be starting at about eight central time, just because they have the prime time slot, um, which they took from hockey, which I'm salty about. By the way, can I talk? Can I make a point real quick? Yeah. I hate, I hate how NBC just treats the Western Conference of the NHL like crap. I would agree. Their games either start at two o'clock in the afternoon or nine o'clock at night. That's and really we were in the central. Yeah. I mean, we were playing St. Louis and starting at nine o'clock. This is true. That's. True. It was bad. It was really bad. It'd be yeah. different if it'd be different if we were playing San Jose and we start at nine because that's seven their time. Yeah, both of them are central. Both St. Louis. Exactly. They, I mean, it, it's absolute crap. I mean, the only Texas city that's in Mountain Time is El Paso. And I honestly, Texas. and I honestly don't think. Why, dude? Why do you keep going back to El Paso? I don't know. I just why? I don't why? Know. I don't know. I'm thinking about stuff. I don't know. Maybe they were like, why don't you not talk about El Paso? We haven't talked about El Paso. So every, everybody after the show, go and follow on Twitter at El Paso NFL. <laughs> it's a Twitter page that Blake is going to start <laughs> after the show. And it's going to start a movement to bring the NFL to the far, most western city in the, in the state of Texas, El Paso. Sun right Bowl, there baby. on the border of Mexico, the border of New Mexico. You know, it might as well just go to Las Cruces in New Mexico, play where the New Mexico State That's Aggies true. play. That's Jeez. True. Anyways, can you imagine the Sun Bowl hosting the NFL? That would be. I awful. would be rather. That would be awful. <laughs> it would be rather. Anyways, See, this is what happens when we try to talk basketball. It just It just doesn't work. It's like that one, like conspiracy we're just, theory board. We're sorry, where he has like all the strings. Anyways, moving in. Uh, before we move on to the NFL, uh, here at Nolan and Company, we are big supporters of athlete uh, sobriety. That is why we are happy to have our good friends at Fleet Screen sponsor the show. Fleet Screen is a drug testing company located in Fort Worth, Texas, the greatest city in the state of Texas, uh, that specifies that specializes in drug and alcohol tests among athletes, as well as criminal background checks. So we'd like to give a special thanks to our good friends over at Fleet Screen and go check them out on their web uh, website at Fleet Screen if you have any uh, issues with. Uh, background checks, all the all the above. But uh, we'd like to say a special thanks from here at Nolan Company to Fleet Screen. Okay, with that being said, let's move on to the NFL. So some big talk, a franchise that's been in trouble when it comes to money right now is your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and as Seth was asking, because I don't know why you didn't know this, Seth, of all people. I've been looking yes, under a rock. I'm sorry. I don't know. And and he's he's going to some place that's named after another type yeah, of rock. rock. <laughs> Lol. Okay. Flint. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert to the last segment. Seth is moving to Flint, Michigan, but we have time. We'll get into that later yeah. again. So yes, Seth, the NFL has a salary cap. 
And because of that, they are struggling to find the money to pay for Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott, and hold on to all the rookies and everything they've signed for the past few years yeah. to build this team up to the contender it has become. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think that this is going to – I think my prediction, Nolan, is that we lose one of them. I think that – I don't think there's any way that we keep all of them. But here's the worst part about it is which one do you lose? I think you lose Dak because, hey, I'm putting it like this. If you don't have Ezekiel Elliott as a run game, you don't have anything else. I mean, let's put it like this. The Cowboys lost most of their games last year when Ezekiel Elliott was not in the, was not in the game. Dak Prescott is not somebody like Romo who can make a game happen, who can go for the big play. If he does not have uh, Ezekiel Elliott in there with him, there it, it – the run game is completely taken out. It doesn't matter who they put in. I mean, you take out Ezekiel Elliott, you take out the Cowboys' best chance. Because I don't, I believe they went like 9-2 and two with Zeke last year. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, looking at it, I mean, there is – that is something that it's hard to say that's not a big factor. Because Dak's never been the quarterback – Who's going to go for the, you know, he's not a gunslinger at all. Not saying that you need that, but he's also not a Peyton Manning who's going to, like, pick you apart. He's a guy who's given a playbook. He's done well with it, but he's not the guy who's going to get you out of a rough spot. The person, the way that he does that is by mixing it up with that run game. And with Amari Cooper, you have potentially one of the best receivers in the NFL who's been the key to that. You throw anybody else in there at quarterback, I think you have a good shot. You just have to pick somebody up. So you would put Cooper Rush in that backfield, and you would say the Cowboys have a good shot of winning the NFC East. I don't necessarily say you have a great shot at winning the NFC East, but I think that you could get rid of Dak, put Rush in, you have a rebuilding season, or just at least a season where you're not as they're good. Not, well, they're not built for that right now. They, they are built to be good for the next four to five years. And, I mean, I'm talking about consistently contenders and consistently being in the playoffs and possibly making it to a Super Bowl, knock on wood. But yeah. – if you lose your quarterback, and this is the point I always make to people, if you lose your quarterback, you're putting yourself in a world of hurt that is going to last you who knows how long. Just look at the Cleveland Browns. They were in quarterback limbo before they finally got Baker Mayfield. Now they're stacked. Now they look like they're they're poised to win the AFC this year. Well, well the way that we look at that is, like, what type of system is he under? I'm not trying to, like, be combative here, but, like, you know, there are different teams that do better. There's some teams, like the freaking 2000 Ravens. You have, like, Trent Dilfer, who was a quarterback who got them to a Super Bowl. There, and Bill Belichick can get Matt Castle and, like, Brian Hoyer to get them to the playoffs without Brady. Like, my point is – it. Now, granted, what I agree with you on that is Jason Garrett is neither of them, does not have neither of the team, and they don't have a system that will work. And they don't have they don't have as good of a defense that can shut a person down to where they're not scoring any, to where it just takes like maybe one or two touchdowns to get it uh, to win a game. That's not them. So I, I can see that. But my point is this is you have one of the best wide receivers in the league. Dak Prescott is to me a mediocre quarterback. If you could maybe trade him for somebody who's willing to have less, maybe a journeyman quarterback, uh, not somebody like Rush who is, you know, wide-eyed and, you know, hasn't had any experience, but could somebody with a little bit of experience throw him in there, I think you have a case for somebody who's really good. I just the, – the last one who I would get rid of is Zeke. That That's hands down. Now I agree with that. Now it's between Amari and Dak. So you have to pick between those two. I still wouldn't give Amari up because it doesn't matter what. I mean, you got a, you got Dak for a fourth-round draft pick. You, got a, you traded a first-rounder for Amari. You traded – 
and you picked Zeke with a first with number four overall. Yeah. But here, here's my here's my question for you. Million dollar question. Who do you go get then? What quarterback do you go get? Well, it, it, it it's it's who's available on the market. Now I don't know who is right now. I mean, you know, people talk about Colin Kaepernick. I wouldn't get Colin Kaepernick. But um Don't shoot me for saying this, but what about Garrett Gilbert? That might be an option. I mean, like he did well in the AAF. You could look at that. I was going to say Flacco. Under Steve Spurrier as well. The problem with Flacco is he's gone. Is he's in Denver now? So it's not like you you have. Who just drafted Drew Locke? Yeah, I mean, you could maybe get uh, Rosen if he sits behind Kyler Murray. That could be an option. Rosen's with Miami. Yeah, Rosen got sent to the Dolphins. Breaking news for Blake. Josh Rosen is now with the Miami Dolphins. I did not know that. We got a, by the way, reaction to that, reaction to Kyler Murray being picked first overall by Arizona. That was, uh, it's a very Cliff Kingsbury move. I didn't doubt that that was going to happen. I think that it was a stupid pick. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know how he became an NFL coach because he didn't do anything at Tech. He barely did anything at A&M. The reason why they lost those two games in 2012 when Johnny Manziel was a quarterback was because of him. He didn't run up the middle. When they were given, when the linebackers were literally on the outside of the formation, they could have ran it up the middle like multiple times. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has never impressed me. I don't know why he became an NFL head coach, but it does not surprise me. I think Kyler Murray has a chance to be good. I don't know if he will. He's a 5'10" quarterback we talked about this on the show he's literally our height to shorter and he is i mean he's he's a great athlete fantastic athlete but he's not somebody who's i would see as a franchise quarterback he might be like a doug flutie but doug flutie was never a franchise quarterback in the nfl so Mm -hmm. i mean that's what you have to look at but anyways so ultimately we're going to give our way too early predictions because OTAs hasn't haven't even started yet. They don't start. For I want to get your take though. Rookie minicamp started. Who's the biggest impact from what, who we got in the draft? If you could pick one person. And how do you think the draft went? Because I think they should have picked up more defensive defensive backs. Which right now. Uh, so you're so you're talking just strictly Cowboys? Strictly Cowboys. Not okay. talking about I mean, anybody. Okay, because I was actually about to sit, talk about Cleveland again, but I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, let me take a look at this real quick. Um, so it's going back to what you were talking about earlier. Um, the Cowboys actually drafted two running backs. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, <coughs> which to which to me, I mean, I don't know if that's trying to send a message to Zeke Elliott or if they're going to try to do some dual backfield system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really don't know. Um, we've seen that kind of work in in the college level. Yeah. I mean, just look at Oklahoma every year. I mean, they never really have one set running back. No, they They've don't. always got three guys who are always constantly running the ball. But my point is this is when we're looking at that, who, who are the running backs again? I'm trying to look it up right so now. So it's Ezekiel Elliott. I'm trying to find the other two. I'm pulling up the, the Cowboys draft picks here. Uh, so they got they got uh, Tristan Hill, the defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, watching got, some stuff on him. They said that he's one, a really good athlete. Yeah, they got uh, Tony Pollard, the running back. Yeah. They got Michael Jackson, the corner. I'm not making that name up. They got Joe Jackson, shoeless Joe Jackson, a defensive end. <laughs> I had to. Donovan Wilson, uh, Donovan Wilson at safety, Mike Weber, the running back, and Jalen Jelks uh, at defensive end. I, I don't know what to do with the DNs. I don't think they have that bad of a, de- uh, you know, that bad of a defensive line. 
Um, what I would have looked at before, like I said before, they, they did good on picking up a safety. They did good pick, picking up a corner. But I would have focused more on that defensive backfield because that's plagued the Cowboys since the early 2000s is the, the defensive backs ever since Darren Woodson left. I mean, that's been an issue. I would actually like to see how good Donovan Wilson can do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's coming out of A&M, he, you know, at, at an SEC secondary. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how the transition uh, into the NFL goes for him. Uh, could be a little tricky, might hit some bumps in the road, might be a little slower than we would like. Yeah. But uh, I, I think ultimately he could he could probably be the anchor to our secondary I could see if that. he's brought up right. Coaching's a big deal. It, yeah. it is for anything. But in regards to those two running backs, I, I think it, they'd be fools. They would be idiots. You, you're, you're trading or you're getting rid of one of the best NFL running backs in the game right now. I mean, what, what, I mean, yes, you can say, oh, it frees it up. But then you, you just kind of screw yourself over because there's no guarantee those running backs are going to be any good. Then you have, you know, Dak behind there by himself. He's not going to do anything. I mean, That's my it, point. It's, it's, it's not quite the equivalent. Yeah, um, but I could honestly see this akin to uh, maybe trading somebody like Khalil Mack away. Yeah, I feel like Dak or I feel like Zeke is that much of a difference maker when he's on the field. Yeah, you know, it, it would be akin to doing that. The Cowboys have to decide from this standpoint. They have to look. I mean, yeah, we can talk about Amari Cooper. I don't think he's the biggest deal here. I think it's okay. Who's the biggest difference maker? Who's the biggest one? Is it Dak or is it Zeke? And I think most nine times out of ten, they're going to say it's Zeke. So, like I said, leads us to Amari Cooper and then Dak. But anyways, I would say either Dak or Amari. You can't get rid of Zeke. But by, by the way, I, I want to go ahead and say that uh, that Greedy Williams is who I, who's I was uh, originally going to say when you asked me that question about the Cleveland yeah. Browns, that corner out of LSU. Yeah. Um, I think he'll make a big, big impact for the Browns. And, boy, these, these Browns look scary. Playoff count, I would say. I'd say they make it to the divisional round this Let's year. Let's not jinx them, please. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a superstitious guy. Yeah. Even though I refuse to watch another Dallas Stars game in the same place as you, yeah. Ever again. Yeah. We come back. We're gonna take a little break. Uh, we come back. We're gonna talk a little bit of soccer. Uh, European stuff went down that I'm very excited about. That's got me jumping up and down. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, take two in three, two, <laughs> one. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a little bit of soccer to talk about. There's a lot of stuff that happened over in Europe that went down that's gotten me excited, as well as the fact that uh, Blake and I went to FC Dallas yesterday. I got a good experience. We'll talk about that when we come back. Um, and then we will finally reveal to you all all the transitions this company is making, some sad, some good. Um, if you stick around, we'll get right to those here next on the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Nolan & Company. Uh, just giving you a score update really quickly before we move into soccer. Uh, Philadelphia is currently trailing Toronto 84 to 80 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. So we'll just, again, we'll be keeping you all updated throughout the uh, next 20 minutes or so, I guess. Um, let's go ahead and talk soccer because Nolan is very, very happy because his Hotspurs made it back to the uh, Champions League. So we're now playing Liverpool. Uh, yeah, for the so, Champions so, League right okay, now. So that's, that's two different things. That's, that's two different things. So we were already in the Champions League from last year. Last year we finished third in the Premier League. Um, did, I think it was third. I think we finished third last year in the Premier League. 
Um, and so that put us in the champ in the UEFA Champions League. Well, after playing our first three group stage matches, we had one point. We had a draw. That was it from our first three group stage matches. We end up winning a couple more games. Moving on into the round of 16, we beat Dortmund. Moving on to the quarterfinals, we beat Man City. Coming into the semifinals, we're facing Ajax out of the Netherlands. Um, and they come to Tottenham and shut us out 1-0. The following day, Liverpool, who just finished second this, this current year in the, uh, in the uh, Premier League, they are playing their semifinal match in Barcelona against Barcelona. And Barcelona scores three on them quickly and doesn't look back. And that one ends 3-0. So for those who don't know how the, it works from that point, uh, it, it's you know there's this thing called aggregate. And basically what this is is, you know, the first game, that's basically one half. And then you have like a week-long halftime, and then you play the second game, right. which is basically like the second half. So you have to outscore the other team through both games. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, neither one happened. Yeah. Barcelona – Went traveled to Liverpool with a 3-0 aggregate advantage. Liverpool scores four times and win, and wins it 4-0. If literally had Barcelona scored once and they have one away goal, it's tied and Barcelona's going to the final. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but instead they shut down Barcelona. It's 4-0. Liverpool moves on. Very next day, Ajax scores twice early. It's 3-0. Now it in, by the way, this is in, in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes, in Amsterdam. Goes into halftime of the second leg, so three. So they have a half of they have forty five minutes left of soccer to play. Tottenham does to score three goals at least, mm-hmm. right? And son of a gun, Lucas Mora takes over that game and scores a hat trick, scoring the last and clinching goal at the four fifty nine mark of the five minutes of added time, on the last second of the game, he puts it through. And Tottenham is into the final. They're facing Liverpool. We have an all-England Champions League final. Um, on a note that I don't want to get into, we also have that with the Europa League. Chelsea's playing Arsenal. But nobody cares. Because nobody cares about Chelsea or Arsenal. Exactly. Yeah. So it's Liverpool and Tottenham in the final. And, man, Tottenham is probably the last team that anybody expected to be in this final, um, especially when you look at how they did early on into and, the uh, Champions League you've season. Been, <clears throat> you've been with Tottenham through all of this. So, I mean, it's a big payoff for you, in all honesty, compared to, you know, you have all those, especially, you know, Manchester U and all those other people who are, and Man City as well, who are probably the most, like, bandwagoning teams in yeah. the US. But, Man you know, City, who Tottenham had to go through, it almost blew it. Yeah. Almost yeah. blew it. Uh, by the way, the English Premier League did finish up today. Uh, final... Points tally: Manchester City wins uh, with a total of 98 points over Liverpool, who had 97. So close race in the English Premier League, but that ended up finishing up today. Here's the sad thing: Cardiff City, who's already relegated, has already clinched relegation and is dropping down a league. Defeated Manchester United today. Disappointing result. And had Manchester United won. Well, no, looking at the final standings now, nothing would have happened. Yeah. Wait, did Arsenal draw? Uh, let's, I don't know, let's see. 
No, they beat Burnley 3-1. Yeah, so really nothing would have happened. Yeah. Anyways, but... It, because it they would have been behind Arsenal anyway. But they finished... a relegation They team. finished sixth. That gives... If you can... If there is such thing as having momentum into a relegation, Cardiff now has it. Yeah. I, I don't know how that would work, but they do. Brighton and Southampton are the are the first two that, uh, that are staying, barely... Um, then looking at the top four, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham. Liverpool, uh, this I didn't know till today. Liverpool, with 97 points, is the is uh, now holds the record for the most points by a runner-up ever. Hmm. Wow. And literally had Man City lost one more game, Liverpool wins this. Yeah, very close race. Very exciting race. Exactly. Yeah, very, very close. And we didn't know until the final – that's all the final day was going to happen. Um, Tottenham, had they not had a draw with Everton, who finished eighth, by the way, which was very good for Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, had Tottenham won that game, they probably would have taken over – I'm sorry, they would have taken over third place from Chelsea. Regardless, though, the top four is now set in stone. Arsenal is going to the Europa League again, as is Man United. Well, um, let's give a shout-out to, to Wolverhampton because – Wolves had an absolutely standout year this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, this isn't this is not near what happened with Leicester City a couple years ago, but it's almost. I mean, this is a team that that just got promoted this past year, and now they finished seventh. Yeah. I mean, they were, and they're they're one table spot away. Now they were behind there, Man U by nine points. Gap. Yeah, it was yeah. a significant gap. But I mean, you know, they're topping Everton, who's been here for a long time. West Ham, who's always been here. Newcastle, who's been here for quite a while. I mean, you know, they're topping all these clubs that um, that are that, that have been here for a while. Yeah. Exactly, that are that are very, very established. So breaking this down, what does it look like for Tottenham versus Liverpool? Who do you think is going to come out on top? What do you think the key pieces to this for either Liverpool or Tottenham would be winning? So the key for so look, I, I think Liverpool is going to win. The only key for Tottenham to have. That you know, for for something else to happen is they would have to get get a big game from everybody. I mean, they'd have. I mean, everybody would have to be on their A game. Um, and the other one, I don't start Kieran Trippier. I'm 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 done with that guy. I can't. I mean, he has not. Um, he looked like Reggie can. He he has looked like Reggie Cannon did yesterday. Yeah. For this entire season. And again, well, Blake and I will break that down here in a minute uh, about the FC Dallas. But I like I'm I'm done with that guy. I say you don't start Kieran Trippier. Uh, Harry Kane, if if he comes back, he's been injured for a while, and there's some speculation that he might be okay to return. If he does, he needs to be 100%. He needs to be on his game. Son needs to be on his game as well. Deli Alley needs to be on his game. Christian Eriksen. Um, they, I mean, they need they need great games from from yeah, everybody. I mean, their starting nine um, needs to be. I believe Harry top. Winks is still out. Harry Winks is typically very complimentary to Christian Eriksen. Um, he might still be out. Jan Vertonghen, who went down with a very scary face injury a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I, he'll probably be healed up. He can definitely have a good game. Um, and then, uh, uh, and then Hugo Lloris, I mean, in, in the net, he has got to be stopping everything. I mean, he can't be giving up easy goal. I mean, this is probably one of the best goaltenders in the world. And he just won a world cup with France. Yeah. He, he is, I mean, he's, he's a very, very dominant goaltender and everybody Everybody needs to be on their game. Now, this is soccer. Upsets can happen. Tottenham is Tottenham beat Liverpool earlier this season. Yeah. 
Did they beat him or was it a draw? I don't remember. I'm not going to say. I want to say it was a draw. I want. Yeah. Okay. If if Tottenham can get a draw, that's huge. If you get Liverpool into 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 PKs, I mean Tottenham is a team that is stacked for PKs. Yeah. Um, with Harry Kane especially, Harry Kane is one of the best PK takers in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it, it, the the key for Tottenham is to definitely not let him outscore you in regu- in regulate and regulation. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I can't talk. It's okay. I almost said relegation, really? but I'm like, wait, that's what we just <laughs> talked about. Um. Yeah, take take this take this to extra time, and if possible, if they have to go to PKs, take them to PKs. Yeah. Um, de- definitely do that. That that's probably Tottenham's best shot. Um, but ultimately, I just see Liverpool run away with this one. And I mean, again, this is a Liverpool team that had that has broken a record for most points held by a runner-up. Yeah. And we're talking about one game difference on Man City's side that. That's fair you know enough. that yeah. that would have put that would have put Liverpool as the champions for I this year, um, but yeah, that's all very exciting for the for the championship out in Europe. So let's talk soccer real quick. Uh, yeah. FC MLS, Dallas. MLS, yeah. FC Dallas. Um, first things first. Great to see Dirk. Yeah, absolutely. So Dirk Nowitzki um, was there for uh, putting the scarf on the Lamar Hunt uh, statue. Really big deal. I mean, especially how much of a symbol he is to the city of Dallas, Dallas sports in general. I mean. 21 seasons, but great thing starting that day off. Honestly, a really nice day, a little overcast, but like you said. Uh, it, the- it gave the feel as if we were actually in England yeah. watching just because it was cool. Stereotypically, all that England weather is all cloudy yeah, and cloud, rainy yeah. and dreary. True. That's exactly what it was like yesterday. And it, it was a really nice day. Both me, Will, me, Nolan, and Will Musgrove all went to the game. Didn't turn out so well, and uh, yeah, they played and, the New York Red Bulls, yeah. and the Red Bulls won three, three to one. To one. Um, there were a few missed opportunities, especially on Dallas's side. Um, really, kind of a tough, tough game for him. Reggie, we're talking about Cannon. Reggie Cannon did not play. This is a guy who, who I, I told you all about walking in. I'm like, he's homegrown. He's from Grapevine, Texas. He's yeah. homegrown. You know, he's one of these guys who's probably grown up watching, grew up watching FC Dallas. Yeah, um, probably. He's old enough to the point to where when he was growing up, they were actually the Dallas Burn for a while. Yeah, but you know, he, he this is a this is a guy who pro, who knows Dallas soccer probably more than anybody else on this team because he lived through it. Yeah, this is and he's also a guy that I kind of hyped up for y'all a little bit. I said, hey, watch Reggie Cannon; he might have a good game. He got way too emotional. He was in his head. He was making mistakes. <clears throat> I mean, he wasn't even in the cap- he wasn't even things. in the captain strike. It was yeah. Reto Ziegler who was in the captain strike. Yeah, and. I mean, and Reto Ziegler, look, to, much to his credit because he – Didn't he, he score did, the goal, Ziegler? I'm pretty no, sure he did. Ziegler no. did not score the goal. Um, uh, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and look at the score. Seth that can pull that, Seth can pull that up yeah. for us. But, I mean, like, much to Ziegler's credit, I mean, yes, he – you know, he helped out morale a lot because there were a few injuries. There were there were fights going on at some times during the game. But Reto Ziegler kept everybody calm, but he couldn't – handle Reggie Cannon and the weirdest thing was they didn't pull Reggie Cannon and I told you guys this the entire game I'm like in the second half when they start subbing yeah pull Cannon you told me that, that's I remember who it was it was whoever it came was in Jesus Ferreira yes that's who it was because he came in and subbed for Dominic yeah. ba- uh, Baji yes. who went down with an injury early a lot in of the injuries game. throughout the game yeah there were quite a few injuries throughout the game and one of them one of them didn't look bad when it happened but you could tell when he was on the pitch I mean he was in a, a lot, lot of pain, pain yeah 
So a good experience. Seth couldn't join us this time, but before he leaves for Flint, as we mentioned before, we will definitely get him out for an FC Dallas Something game. that really concerns me about that game, possession-wise, Dallas had 65% of possession throughout the entire game. But most of that possession was in their own half. That's yeah. what was really that's what was really scary about that. Yeah. Um, Much like the Stars. Rip. Thanks, Seth. Sorry. Yeah. Really? Uh, by, by the way, um, please pray for Colorado. We've been through two months of – play in the MOS. Oh my lord. They still haven't They're won a still game. winless. They yeah. still have not won a single game. Very sad. Oh my lord. Yeah, they've played 11 games. So, 0-2 oh, and 9. So, as you guys know, we just came back from a from a a brief hiatus. This one wasn't as as long as the one we had last summer that we were stretched about a two months. Yeah. yeah. Um but either way, the, uh, this this one was yeah. only about 1 month, but uh this has been a lot of transitioning time. As you all know, Blake was at Tarleton State, and he has now come back. Um, we will have more transition at the end of the summer because he'll be moving down to College Station. We'll be trying to figure out how to do a remote show from that point. Yeah, I will be going to Texas A&M this fall, uh, and uh, the, the two of us will still be here. Uh, but sadly, we have a little bit of bad news. Our good friend Seth Moorhead, as well as Jared Pomeroy, uh, we'll both be leaving. Seth will be leaving, obviously, for uh, Flint, Michigan. I will be attending Kettering University. Seth will Flint. Yes. Yeah. And Seth will still be here for a few months. Uh, he'll be here until about July uh, before he heads off. So he'll so we'll make sure he's here to help us. And I'm gonna wa- walk I'm gonna us through the to, NBA finals and everything. Cause, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be here through a remote connection. We're we'll have to work, we'll get him on. We'll I have mean, to we'll work try. On that. He won't be gone we'll forever. See. Um, the one that we are concerned about is Jared. Uh, he's yeah, let me, going up to Kansas, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah if, yeah. if I can take this one, cause this one's kind of, is kind of personal to me. So Jared came to me, um, uh, not too long ago and, and told me that he, he was moving to Kansas and we tried everything to work it out. Um, I am currently still in the process of moving out of my mom's house and I'm moving into, uh, with a buddy of mine and he offered me to, he, he asked me to offer, that room to Jared as well. And we would split the room, which I was totally okay with. We tried, we couldn't get it figured out. And Jared is moving to Kansas. His move date is a week from yesterday is less than a week. His move date is officially uh, this upcoming Saturday. He is no longer going to be on the show. Um, We are not completely cutting ties with him for sure. Uh, We definitely need a big, a big 10 guy to have on, once every other month or so. So you, you definitely have not heard him for the last time, but he is definitely, he has done, he has done his final show as a regular on the Nolan and company sports podcast. And so, um, and I'd like to say thank you to both of them. You've both been, uh, incredible assets as well as great friends on this show and great friends of this show, as well as to both of us. Um, we couldn't really do this entire show without you. Um, and it's really been a pleasure doing that with you. Seth, this is not your final goodbye. We'll have a bigger deal for you once you actually are off. <laughs> yeah. But, but we, we'd like to say thank you to Jared. Um, but that leads us into uh, some good news. Good news. Some good news. So yesterday, good, yeah. yeah. So yesterday, uh, you know, we'll start with yours first. Yeah. Blake, why don't you take this one? So a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show, uh, Mason Pruitt, who lives in College Station, he, will, he went to Tarleton for his first year like I did. He's also transferring to AM this upcoming semester. Uh, we will both be reporters continuing on. Uh, we will be uh, of the show. Uh, once we both head down to College Station, we will call in every week as well. Um, 
We will be covering high school football in the Houston area as well as the Southeast Texas area, uh, expanding the range of this show, which is a really new and exciting opportunity for the growth of Nolan and Company. Um, Mason's a very knowledgeable guy, one of the most knowledgeable people on this show, which all of us, all of y'all are very knowledgeable. Um, but he, he brings a new sort of uh, flair to, um, to this company, and we're really excited to have him on. With that being said, a good friend of both of ours, as Nolan will lead into. Yeah, so so I so I met Mason uh, at at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We went and saw that game, and we we made the decision right then and there. He's going to be working with you uh, down at College Station, and anything as far especially when high school football season rolls around, pretty much anything you go to do, he'll be going with you. Um, that left me all alone. Yeah. And so I had a buddy of mine who recently just moved back from Boise. He'll be here for a full calendar year, which gives me at least a full calendar year of another partner uh, of, of another hometown partner until I can figure out someone else as far as long term goes. Um, but Will Musgrove, uh, who's a very good friend of the show, uh, he is moving back and we have d- decided to go ahead and extend to him the offer um, to go ahead and be the. DFW correspondent uh, alongside me for this next season. Um, so there will be there there will be two or three times Blake and I will be at the same game. Um, there's a bit of a personal trip one weekend that will yeah. cause me to go down to Austin. Yeah. Blake is going to meet me there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we won't get into that just yet. But uh, but the, Blake and I will be at at the same game uh, a couple times this next year. Mm-hmm. But from now on, uh, it is going to be regularly split up, and so. Um, I needed another partner to go with, and so I decided to bring my uh, good friend Will Musgrove with me. He is uh, he has decided to go ahead and accept that offer. Um, he will probably be on this show. We'll be working him. Well, we'll, I mean, we'll be working. Mason will probably be in the show a lot more than Will will be. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but Will will definitely be on the show um, for sure because, you know, as far as me, I'm the guy who likes to – you know, really, really the reason I like to take other people is one, because I enjoy their company. But yeah. two, I would like to come back and sit down and talk, you know, both of us because we were both there. Sure, That's how I would like to talk about it. So um, and so there's nobody uh, better. I thought Will's been a lifelong best friend to me. And so mm-hmm. he was he was definitely the guy for the job. So with definitely exciting news there. Um, unfortunately, we lose Seth and Jared, but we pick up Mason and Will. Um, this is not the end for either Seth nor Jared, though. Um, we um, probably more likely Jared, it, it might be, but Seth, for sure, we're going to try to get on every now and then. With that being said, uh, yesterday marked the one-year uh, anniversary of Nolan and Company. Happy Conception be- Day! Be- be- being con- <laughs> being conceived. Uh, and that was uh, yeah. when, but when me and Nolan thought of this, I mean, he was the person who extended a hand saying uh, last year around April, uh, hey, man, do you want to start a podcast, sports podcast together? At the time, I was a little bit skeptical, but uh, as you can tell, not skeptical, but I was, uh, I didn't know how it would roll out, but uh, a year ago, uh, one day and a year ago, um, it was, uh, we sat down at Palio's in Weatherford and decided to come up with uh, this idea, and we are very excited uh, to see how far this has come. And where this can go. So with that being said, Nolan, thank you for all that you've done for this company. And it's been a great one year and to many more. So I'll drink to that if we had drinks. Uh, so cheers. Cheers. Uh, I, I will breathe to that. Cheers. 
oxygen. Oh, all right. Delicious. Nice oxygen. Nice oxygen. So from going from a very sad and uh, a relatively sad and personal note there, uh, it is time for the return <laughs> of the best segment ever yes. created on the planet Earth. No doubt. Martin's Minute. All right. So today I'm going to be talking about those jerks who spoil movies. In three, two, one. Okay. So recently Avengers Infinity War, I mean, uh, Endgame, sorry, Endgame came out. And great movie, not going to spoil it. But there were tons of people who you had to avoid online, on YouTube, or any other sort of social media website who decided to spoil, uh, try to spoil Endgame. You should at least have a month to not spoil a movie. If they haven't seen it by that time, they obviously don't care that much. But those people are jerks who decide to do that. I can't stand it. Seth was talking about this. Some youth pastor decided to spoil it for the entire congregation. That guy is a jerk. You know, I think people who spoil movies, you know, you deprive anybody of joy. They should be shot. It should be the death penalty. Okay? It is, they're evil. I, look, I'm like a, I'm a massive troll. But that's just like, ha, I like you, you have any joy. Guess what? I'm going to take all of it from you and just like deprive you of any like hope that you have in your life by seeing any good movies. Time. People are jerks. Oh, that was good. That was a nice return. Nice return. By the way, Seth has brought to my attention. We have an update with 10.8 seconds left. The Toronto Raptors lead the 76ers 89 to 88. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to stay on the airwaves a little longer. I'm going to try to see if I can. Dial up the TV here. I sound so old when I said that. Dial up, dial, dial, dial dial up the television. Dial up the, dial up the old uh, the old picture radio. <laughs> oh dear. I gotta put on mute first. We don't wanna mess with our audio here. I would imagine that this is gonna be a relatively long ten seconds because basketball I mean, is never basketball. it's never yeah. bad. Basketball. So all right, we're down to four point two seconds. 90-88 in Toronto's favor. Okay, let's go. Come on, come on. Right, come what on, come what on. channel will this be on? It will Probably be ESPN. On. Let's see. Uh, we're looking load. for it. And uh, MLS Soccer. Well, we just ESPN. TNT. 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 Who puts a game on I don't TNT? No. There it is. There it is. Hang on. All right, we're here. And we're on TNT. Inside the NBA. Let's see. Um, so there was just a there was just a bucket made. Let's see this. It appears it was by Philadelphia. Seth, is that? Uh, Have we missed anything? I don't know. Uh-oh. They, they, well, people the, are definitely the, looking stressed. People are stressed. We oh, might. No, this okay, is so like, there's this, a timeout. This, there's a timeout. Oh, it's tied. 90, 90 to 90. 4.2 seconds. seconds left. So I we're going to sit down. This just turned into a reaction video. And you're going to hear mean, You're going to hear our live reaction, reaction here there's on the Nolan himself. Company Sports Network. Kawhi Leonard. The legend. Right here. So we're still in the timeout. Man, like, I miss doing this. Blake, remember when we did this for the Stanley Cup final last that was year? Good. And it was Vegas and the Capitals. And we probably should do that again. We should. We, we should. We, we need to do it more. Now that we're a weekend show, we might have that uh, We might have that access a little more. The losing Cobra just came out, you know? The one with oh, the, yeah. the, the losing Cobra. I don't remember. It was in ESPN. All right, so here we go. They're about to inbound the ball. Uh, Toronto's, in the, Toronto's in white, so that's what we'll be looking for. Here we go. 4.2 seconds. 4.2 seconds. seconds. Ball's inbounded. He's going back. And he's outside the Jeremy. He, he takes a jumper in. He, he banked it off the oh, rim. Oh, oh he made it. Oh my gosh, he made it. Oh, that was wow. awesome. Toronto's wow. going to the
the conference final, they'll face Milwaukee. Oh, my god! That was awesome. He, that banked off of the rim. He jounced three times Woo. and just went in. Man, you can see that entire arena just froze in that moment. The Toronto Raptors have just upset the Philadelphia 76ers 92-90 to in a just heart-beating final. What a great way to end this show. Oh, what process. a great way to end the show. The process has failed. Oh, oh. my lord, that was great. That was too great. I, I feel like God was really telling us something there. That was amazing. Yeah, that was like, like brilliant ending. We gotta go play the lottery right now. We've got yeah, we gotta go buy lottery tickets. And be- yeah. Before we do that, we have to leave you guys. Uh we are signing off May the 12th on a Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all mo- the mothers out there. And with that being said, we will be back. We will be back at you next week for some more Nolan and Company Sports Podcast. Thank you and have a wonderful week. Check it, see. What? I can't do my own outro music? Sure. <laughs> Got a fever of 103.